0: Alright, alright. Settle Settle down. down. Settle down. down. Hi
1: Heaven. Hi Tracy. What's up girl? So we're gonna start the show off like we normally do. Okay. Hi everyone, I'm Heaven. I'm... Tracy. And welcome to another round with Heaven and Tracy!
0: Are live here at Talia Hall. Um, I have to say really quickly, and I promise I'm not gonna dwell on it, I keep forgetting how attractive everybody in this city is. Facts. Facts.
1: Also, accurate, accurate.
0: Y'all, it's, it's a problem. I'm ovulating in like three days. I gotta get out. I gotta go, I gotta
1: go. I'm gonna uh, <laughs> give a huge thanks to WBEZ's podcast passport series for bringing us here mm-hmm. they're bringing all sorts of live podcast shows from all over the country to chicago so i'm excited are you why are you excited what's on the show what's we have on? a
0: lot on the show can i can i can i tell a joke maybe yeah. that's a yes i don't know what your answer was gonna be but that's a yes
1: i will allow tracy to tell yeah. a little joke but guess Fantastic. what we also have who what <laughs> we have a jam-packed show, okay. including sociologist E viewing. Ah! singer extraordinaire Jamila Woods. Mm-hmm.
0: We have a fantastic show. Thank you all for coming out.
1: We are going to get right to it. So I'm very excited for our next guest. Me too, me too, me too. Me too. Who is it? We have the honor and privilege of bringing to the stage one of Chicago's leading sociologists, she went to the University of Chicago, got her master's. Yes, got her master's in education policy and management from Harvard. You know how,
0: you know how Crystal often says to people who are just accomplishing too much to pick a sleigh? Yeah. She needs to pick one Accurate. thing. To tell You're right. It. There's more though. There's
1: more. Then she got her PhD from Harvard, and now she's a professor at the University of Chicago School of Social Whoop. Service Administration. Welcome to the stage, Evie Wing, everybody. Dang.
2: Tell y'all a secret? Yes. Chicagoans love Chicago so much, you can just say Chicago and everyone will flip oh out. Oh my gosh! Okay, wait, wait, wait. wait, wait. Yeah. I told you. Oh my god,
0: I love it. I, I love it. I researched
2: that. That's I see. I, yeah.
0: I'm sure that you research many, many things. <laughs> um, we really wanted you here because we really wanted somebody who could like give us a good picture of what Chicago is really like. Because we can't talk to or listen to y'all's little president at all. <laughs> um,
2: so he's having Chicago in his mouth though he do he do but he don't want to come here he mm-hmm. don't because he, don't cause he knows here. better yeah, yeah. he knows that the yeah. top
0: gang thugs yeah. are going to find him
2: <laughs> <laughs> yes accurate
0: so talk to me about your experience in Chicago public schools yeah and how did that experience shape the way that you think about like race and equality in Chicago today
2: Oh, thanks for asking. Um, So I grew up in Chicago Public Schools. Um, Shout out to all my CPS babies. Grew up going to Chicago Public Schools, and after I graduated, I became a teacher um, Mm -hmm. on the South Side. Come on, South Side. Come on. So I told them this is going to be the nicest, sweetest audience you'll ever have. Yes. So I became a teacher um, and, and growing up I got to see the inequality within the city. Um, Chicago was very, very segregated as you may have mm-hmm. heard and also witnessed in your Shout out here. to the Midwest. Yeah. And, um,
0: <laughs> and... Sad shout out. I know.
2: So even as a kid I witnessed the differences in the kind of education I got versus what my peers got when mm-hmm. I was on the basketball team and we went to another school and saw what they had. Mm-hmm. Um, what even, were the biggest differences? Um, everything from funding, uh, from facilities, and also uh, I went to a magnet school, and so I grew up in an all Mexican and Puerto Rican neighborhood called, mm. Log- well, at the time, called Logan Square. Uh, I remember Logan yes, Square. Yes. A big shout out to gentrification, but uh, <laughs> big, big negative, big, big boo to gentrification. But so, so, and, and my family is one of the only black families in the, in the neighborhood. So we would get on, I would get on the bus and it would be the all Mexican and Puerto Rican kid bus and we would come to school mm-hmm. and then all the white kids that walked to school would arrive from, and other white kids from their bus, right? So it was a way of seeing like people coming from all different parts of the city. And then when I became a teacher, I really witnessed how, um, no matter how hard I worked or how hard my colleagues worked or how hard the kids worked, mm-hmm. um, there were somehow unseen forces beyond us that were making what I thought were really bad decisions. Mm. And so that's, that really is what shaped my... Thank you. So that's really kind of what, what has shaped my, my work thereafter is thinking about how race and racism impacts um, the everyday lives of children who are babies who deserve great things wherever they come from or whoever Baby. they are.
1: What? <laughs> What are what are some things we should know about Chicago public schools right now?
2: Yeah, so, so one thing is we are a very segregated school system. We are also a very broke school system. It's, mm. uh, CPS is hundreds of millions of dollars in debt, um, some of which is arguably avoidable. Um, and many people in the city have called for Rahm Emanuel to use some of his connects in the financial world to call for... Um, That's Mayor Ron yes. Emanuel. Well, y'all's, y'all's little mayor. Y'all mayor. Y'all's little mayor. You better but, put a little wall on that. Only mayor I recognize is Washington. Uh, but, and then I guess another important thing to know is just that um, this is a city and a, and a set of schools full of beautiful, wonderful, brilliant children and families that love them and teachers that work really hard. And all of us are doing our best every day. You know, we always say like, when you see a kid, that's that's that kid is doing their best, and that family is sending you the best kid they have, mm-hmm. right? So, a lot of what I try to do is offer narratives that go against a lot of the stereotypes that people like uh, old dude in the White House uh, <laughs> use to talk about our old children dude. and and our kids. You know, that dude, old, man, that old dude. Uh, and uh, yeah, I just I think it's really important to push against those things. Yeah
0: so speaking of Yasla president in the white house i don't know her <laughs> <laughs> neither do i yes. i've only heard of her um but he he has never been here right or since uh he's well in he office. came well what happened was no since Yeah.
2: he, he came during the campaign and uh-huh. he came to the uic pavilion um and you know the thing about Chicago is, it's a lot of black people here, uh-huh. it's a lot of Latinx people here, uh-huh. it's a lot of immigrants here, uh-huh. and a lot of people that have spent a uh, century fighting uh-huh. for justice and developing lab- labor and organization activist tactics. You may have heard of the 9 to 5 Workday, uh, that's courtesy of, of us, Chicago. right? So we have a very strong activist community, and we also kind of like to fight. So, uh, <laughs> All right, square uh, like you know throw these hands so uh so he
0: came and he did not stick around Mm -hmm. um and that was that Mm. so so here's my question yes here's my question he is a man who always has something to say about this spot Mm -hmm. but you can tell that he doesn't know anything about this accurate if i was I was little president (laughs) what would you say to me like what would you want me to know most about your city
2: (laughs) Uh, Well, the first thing I thought is that that vine of that little girl that's like, when I'm not around, you want (laughs) to keep doing this but when I come <laughs> around, you around you don't ever want to stroll up post up, up. <laughs> right, post <laughs> up. <laughs> that's my message to the president mm. I want to post up um, post up but um I think my message to him is it, you know this is this is one of the most quintessential American cities in the most beautiful ways in the most ugly ways it's a deeply racist city deeply oppressive city also deeply beautiful diverse and um, there are a lot of people here fighting for justice and so If, um, by some miracle, there was, like, a Freaky Friday situation and a person with some sense occupied his body, (laughs) like, a lightning bolt hit the White House at midnight on a full moon. Yeah, and, like, he switched bodies with, like, a kid who was on a field trip to the White House. (laughs)
3: Yes!
2: Um, Yes! This is just a 90s movie called, like, I Was, like, Teen President, right? (laughs) (laughs) whoops I'm the president yeah whoops I'm the president Uh but uh yeah if that were to happen and he somehow grew some natural sense overnight I I would tell him yeah come through and learn something Mm -hmm. until then stay away
0: (laughs)
1: yeah don't come here
0: okay okay
1: a lot of people know you as a a person who thinks a lot about higher education education policy but you're also a poet accurate yes an artiste um, you co-produce the Chicago Poetry Block Party and co-direct the Emerging Poets Incubator where poets come to Chicago for four days to figure out how to bring poetry back into their communities. Ooh, BuzzFeed got that good producer research. Hey.
0: Shout out You're to like, everybody who thinks we don't do actual work to yeah. make the show. I usually do interviews and people are like,
1: so, your last name is pronounced tap- how? Mm-hmm. like, okay.
0: But Dang. we're just like, when you yeah. were seven years old. Right. Way back when. <laughs>
1: right. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you mentioned an Audre Lorde line about poetry is not a luxury. What does that mean to you? Yeah, thank you. Wow. Um, I've actually
2: been wanting to get that tattoo uh, for most of this month.
1: So had I prepared, I would have been like, actually.
2: Um, That's so beautiful. (laughs) Um, You know, that comes from a really short essay that I highly recommend everybody read. And it's Mm. kind of like a paradoxical statement because for many people, poetry is a luxury, right? Like people are struggling every day. They feel like it's something that they don't have access to. But if you don't think about poetry as being like this elite thing that Mm -hmm. lives in certain books and you have to take special classes to understand it and you know poetry is like old people sitting in a room looking wistfully out a window and thinking their thoughts and writing them down you know
0: like um, and someone I don't mean to interrupt but it's someone who was in a graduate poetry program for two months
1: oh a solitude a solitude oh wow roughest two months of my
0: life let me tell you your
2: therapist got a bonus for that one. (laughs) girl (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Um, But that's not what poetry is. Poetry started uh, thousands of years ago of people standing around telling stories around Mm. a fire. It's a rich oral tradition of storytelling and self-expression. And so um, I think that poetry is for everybody. It's not a luxury. It's something that is is within us all the time. And a lot of the work I try to do and um, very much like in community with other great people in the city is trying to realize that dream of saying like poetry is something that you can just do on your block or where you are. And uh, poet, po- a poet is a person in your neighborhood, right? Like the Sesame Street song. Like yeah. We're just regular people. I love that. Aww. Yeah. Yes! Excellent. Yes! Shout
0: out! So, we interviewed Joy Reid on the show. It Ooh. was a fantastic interview. I highly recommend it. And we asked her what she was most optimistic about underneath Trump's administration. Because she works at MSNBC
1: said, and has to cover the administration yeah, she, every day.
0: She can't get away from it. So I'm just like, girl, yeah. what's the strong point? Like, what are we looking forward to? And she said. Yeah, tell me what she said. She said that the arts would flourish under Trump. Okay. Right? Um, yeah. But <laughs> you also wrote that authoritarians attack the arts first. Mm. Yeah. What is the art that we need right now, given the current political climate? Ooh, that
2: is a great question. Um, You know, I think that there's like, uh, I have several friends that are people of color, artists, especially poets, say that they heard from white colleagues things like, now our art is gonna be political, right? Like, now we're gonna protest, which is- um, Now we're gonna do it. Now we're gonna do it, (laughs) which is so erroneous um, that it's laughable, um, because you know, obviously people of color, people with disabilities, queer people, trans people, people who are writing from margins of society have been writing politically resistant art, Mm -hmm. music, film, literature, theater, forever and ever since the beginning of time. Mm. And so I don't think it's that, like, now folks are going to step up and start writing like, there once was a man named Trump. (laughs) (laughs) He had an unpleasant rump or something like that. I wrote. I came up with that just now. I have. I went, right bars, later. <laughs> I went to school for that.
0: I want to school for that.
2: Yeah, I'm also out of ump words, so the poem is over. I think you got the important. Yeah, right. Let's throw him in the dump. Okay. Um, but we need a third stanza. We'll workshop that after the segment. Yeah. Um, it's, so it's not that we need to start doing this like new thing that we haven't been doing, but rather I think we all need to be attentive to uplifting the voices of people who've been doing that work. And that also means looking across to communities that are not our own, right? So, um, and, and really forming, I think, true solidarity, if it's possible, between... Peoples that have different experiences but all face oppression in the United Mm. States can come through art, Mm. right? And can come through understanding, you know, a cis person understanding a trans person experience and a Christian person understanding a Muslim's experience. Mm. And um, so I hope that we can really look around and be attentive to the art that's been happening
1: and uplift it.
2: That's beautiful. Thank
1: you. Mm. So while we have you here, yes. It is amazing that we have an expert, such as yourself, on the stage. Oh, gosh. Mm-hmm. We want to play a little game called Six Degrees of Education Policy. <laughs> okay. I'm ready. So you're familiar with Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon.
2: I, yes. It's similar. I heard Gene <laughs> play this. I did my... I yes, did my Jean Jean yeah. of NPR yes. played Six Degrees Jean. of... House Shout out to Paul's Yes,
1: yes. Um, we're going to take the most important headlines in style pop culture today and find out how they're actually deeply connected to education policy. Okay, mm-hmm. and I want
2: everyone to know I did not
1: prepare for this. I have not She's been given wonderful. the things in advance. Yes. She means. has not been given any of the topics in advance.
0: Yeah, yeah. We, we just pulled, pulled random headlines. Okay.
1: Yeah. Um, I ready? am the
0: keeper of these headlines. Oh, snap. Okay. Um, I love this so graphic also. <laughs> Six degrees of, of education, education policy. policy. <laughs> yeah. Okay, okay. Dream so, game show. You will have... Two minutes okay. per okay. headline. Is there a timer? They Maybe. There sure will be. Okay. I don't All work right. here. Yes. Okay. Eleanor cool. says yes. Okay. Um, first headline. Eleanor, are we ready? And
2: I have six. Is, is it inclusive? Like, is the sixth one, can the sixth one be Ed Policy? Six. I have six steps. Six
1: degrees. Oh, well, I just have oh. two minutes. I was like, what are you talking about, girl? <laughs> <laughs> yes. You have two minutes to walk us through the connections. Okay. Please talk us through your journey so we understand where you're going. And yes. do I have as many steps or do it gotta be six? As many as six. Okay. So oh, it doesn't have okay. to be six. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. we can get there quicker. Okay.
0: All right. Headline number fine. one. We're fine. All right. What headline no, we got? It's fine. It's gonna be good. <laughs> <laughs> you got this. Headline number one. Okay. Beyonce gives birth to her Gemini twins. How is that related to education policy? Yes.
2: Okay, so it's actually unconfirmed by Beyonce herself that she gave birth this is to the true, twins. This is true. I personally don't believe it till I see it on her Instagram. Yes, facts. Um,
1: that is so, where all news comes from.
2: Uh, yes, unconfirmed facts tell us that knowledge is socially constructed, mm. and it's difficult to know what is true depending on okay. the source. Okay. Uh, a case in which this is exemplified is mm. in the production of textbooks in the United States. I to drag textbooks. Textbooks be lying. <laughs> okay, textbooks be lying. Mm. be lying. Textbooks be lying. Uh, the largest, the state that is the largest purchaser of textbooks in the United States is Texas, the Lone Star State. All right, Texas. My people are really out here. Like it's Texas. Yes, <laughs> Texas. What? And as such, Texas and their social predilections has a disproportionate impact on the things that end up in textbooks. Mm which is an example of why we need locally controlled education in order to have the truths that reflect our own communities uh, um, okay. yes okay bonus bonus beyonce oh. is from texas
0: Yes. Yeah. Awesome. That was the finishing move. I you brought gave all your my cousin bonus. Yeah. Do you understand? She was like, wait, I'm not done. Additionally, bonus. Note. Appendix also. A. In addition
1: yeah. to, furthermore, his yeah. wharf and whatnot. <laughs> I, love, I love that that headline mentioned the twins were Geminis. Important. Yes. I, too, am a Gemini. <laughs> Shout out to Gemini. Uh, And I look forward to
2: Beyonce independently confirming the existence of the twins. All right, all right. Until then,
0: until then. Okay, next headline. Katy Perry apologizes for cultural appropriation. How is that related to education policy? Do that one, do that one. (laughs) Okay, Katy Perry
2: uh, grew up in a very religious, white, Christian household. I believe, I do not have internets here with me, but I believe she may have actually been homeschooled. Um, No? Facts? Any Katy Perry fans? No Katy Perry fans. fans. Okay. (laughs) Not a lot of crossover with that audience. But I will say, I do know definitively that she grew up in a a very conservative Christian household. Mm -hmm. Um, Conservative Christian families are among the most frequent homeschoolers in the United States. Okay. Um, And... Uh, states make provisions for people to homeschool their children and meet some minimal criteria. Some states and some localities do a better job of enforcing this than oh. others, mm-hmm. um, which means that when people design curriculum and make mandates about how schools have to run, they have to account for a growing and increasingly diverse homeschool population, which is an education diverse. policy. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, a lot of black people, believe it or not, people are fed up with the schools. <laughs> Surprise. Yeah, the don't. timer went away, I don't know if that means that it...
1: I, no, you're okay. well under time. Okay, great. That's what yeah. that means.
2: You yeah. okay, don't even need the timer. Good.
0: You got it. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Uh... The soothing
2: ticks have returned. Yay. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Are you sure nobody gave you these headlines on the No. My no. Like that, that? was just...
2: I was worried... Yeah, never mind. Let me not jinx myself. Let's go on. Yeah, you
0: got it. Uh, Okay, two points. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, third and final headline. Of course we say the best one for last. Oh, Are you no. nervous?
1: Yes, very, You shouldn't be. You didn't kill. It.
0: OK. So Jimmy Carter shakes hand with every person on flights <laughs> To reiterate, oh, no, Jimmy what? Carter is 109 years old. <laughs> he got on an airplane and shook everybody's hand.
2: Oh okay, so this is not something he does. This is not like the habitual be. like he'd be shaking
0: people's hands. It's that he did it one time?
2: It well, so we know
0: that I'm on so this scared. particular flight... Okay. I don't know if it happens on every flight he's on. Probably. He's cute and southern, and he'd just be like, ha, Oh, shit. Start. Oh, okay. shit. Okay, go. Okay, 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 okay.
2: <laughs> all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Uh, Jimmy Carter shaking every person's hand is frightening because that seems like a way of conveying communicable diseases. Right? So many germs. On a flight. So, so many flight. germs. Uh, viruses, bacterial illnesses, the Zika, mm. etc. Et the Zika. So... Um, <laughs> Another place where communicable diseases are a frequent threat are schools. Uh, uh, And uh, in recent years, there's been a resurgence of things like mumps and measles, uh, rubella, other things that we thought we had got rid of because Uh we got the vaccines and we don't have the polio no more. But people decided that they wanted to have free range chicken and no vaccines for some reason. I don't understand this. Please, everyone, if you're listening, please vaccinate your children. (laughs) Please, please. Please. Please Please vaccinate your children. And we've also, oh, recently in the Chicago suburbs have an epidemic of whooping cough for the same reason. So, um, it is important. That is why schools mandate that children get vaccinations at certain key years, which is a difficult educational policy to negotiate when people say that it is against their beliefs to vaccinate their children. Um, that is a thorny educational policy issue. I feel like...
1: Those were all one degree. Like, you killed Yeah, them. you didn't
0: even need all six degrees. You did not, you did you not need six degrees.
1: You're you know, willing me a half a degree. You
2: can
0: keep the rest. I mean, the first one, there was, like, Texas. <laughs> okay, two degrees Texas, for the okay, first okay. one. <laughs> um, ladies and gentlemen, Eve Ewing Thank has you. won. Doctor! a delight and a Thanks. joy and a gym and so important to so many people, including oh, me, girl. Where can people find you in your work? <laughs> uh,
2: you can find me 34 hours a day on Twitter. <laughs> uh, <laughs> My Twitter name is, my government name, Eve, E-V-E, Ewing, E-W-I-N-G. But what is your handle? I also, aka Wikipedia Brown, is my my nickname.
0: Best Twitter handle ever. That's what they call me on the streets. I was
2: walking down the streets, I was like, excuse me, excuse me, Wikipedia Brown. (laughs) 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 Yes, Hello. Um, yeah, so you can find me there. I have a website. You can Google me. Um, that's about that. Do you have any books you want to Oh, yes. Ooh. Shout out. But oh, you boy. also wrote. Why, thanks. <laughs> boy, I'm bad at that, huh? Um, I have a book that is coming out in September. It's called Electric Arches. <laughs> Um, it's so good. It's it is, is so pretty. They, yes, they have seen the book. It is good, it's according so cool. to independent third-party sources. True. It's true. Which you can verify, unlike the existence of Beyoncé's babies. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you can independently your can confirm everyone. that the book is good. Um, and you can pre-order it uh, wherever fine books are sold. And I will be on tour at a place near you coming this fall.
0: Yeah. Yes. So
1: Eve, yes. yes. hey, thank, hey, thank you give so much.
0: Um, hi, Heaven. Hi, Tracy. What's, what's up? How you doing? Uh, chill, you know, I'm on the show. <laughs> I, have a, I have a question for you. What's up? Do you know what time it is? What Do times? y'all know what's what time, time, it time is it is? I, don't know. I think it's Tracy's job time. Mm, 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 mm. I will allow it. Yes. Yeah. Okay, y'all. Let's see if we can make Heaven laugh. Heaven has not heard this joke yet. So I've
1: been avoiding this joke all rehearsal.
0: (laughs) She was like, no, you don't have to do the whole thing. It's (laughs) fine. Um, But now you're a captive audience. Yes, I'm excited. Okay, so everyone knows that I identify heavily as a Southerner. Shout out to the South. But I also identify as a Midwesterner because Louisville, where I'm from, is... Do not give me hype right now. <laughs> I'm looking at a timer and I'm getting in trouble. Don't do this. Okay. Um, I also identify as a Midwesterner because Louisville is like two hours from every Midwestern city: Chicago, uh, uh, Indianapolis, etc., etc. The other ones. <laughs> the other ones. I'm sorry, the other so ones. sorry. Um, so this joke is a tribute to both the South and the Midwest okay. because you can amend the main character to be either Southern or Midwestern. I'm listening
1: okay so i'm
0: intrigued all right let me turn around so um so there's this girl heaven right (laughs) like we ain't even so there's a girl from the i'm gonna do it there's a girl from the midwest right um she hops on an airplane she's gonna go take a trip to wherever hasn't been on an airplane before from the Midwest, so she's very friendly. She believes in treating people nicely. <laughs> if you're gonna be sitting next to somebody for hours upon hours, you know, you acknowledge them. You let them know that you see them. Right, right, as someone in the audience said. Right. So this girl gets on the plane, and there's a woman sitting next to her, and the woman is very poshly dressed. Okay. She's an older woman. She's got like all this like jewelry on, and her nails are manicured perfectly, and she's got on these glasses that sit. On the end of her nose, so you know she's an asshole. <laughs> it's a particular angle that you need, yes. though, because not everybody who wears their glasses yes. like that. But this lady was an asshole. I feel it. She feel had the feel asshole feel angle of the glasses, right? <laughs> but our girl from the Midwest, she's like, you know what? I'm on this airplane. She's like sitting towards the back. Okay. So it would take a long time for people to board. So she's just sitting next to this woman for what feels like hours. <clears throat> Fun fact. I did not ride on an airplane that had like the three seat aisles until like until like four years ago. <laughs> so I'm used to very small airplanes. Not important, I just wanted y'all to know that about me. Anyway, so she's sitting down next to this lady and she's like, oh, I should strike up a conversation because we're here and we're humans and we have mouths and we can talk to each other. Sure, and sure. so the girl from the Midwest says, <laughs> <laughs> so the girl from the Midwest looks at the woman who's very posh dressed and she says hi my name is shauna because shauna sounds like a good midwestern name are there any shaunas in the house tonight shauna shauna bueller
1: if you are here bueller i
0: appreciate anyone (laughs) okay i saw a hand It's okay, even if you're lying i appreciate you um Oh, so Shana looks at the woman, she says, um, hi, my name is Shana. Man, I can't believe how big this airplane is. I'm leaving the Midwest for the first time. I'm very excited, etc., etc. Sure. small talk. And so and then she says to the woman, where are you from? Inocuous question, right? Where are you from? People ask that every day. And so the woman looks at her and she says, young lady, I am from a place where we know better than to end our sentences with a preposition. Oh. That bitch, right, right? <laughs> So, um, so Shauna looks at her and she's like, oh, okay. And she thinks about it and she's like, I could punch her in the mouth. <laughs> Solid option one. But I'd probably get kicked off the flight. Mm. I'm trying to go live life and see the world. She's like, or I can continue to be nice and polite as my good Midwestern <laughs> parents raised me to be. <laughs> so so Shauna is at first offended, but then she collects herself. And then she says, "Oh, okay, well let's try this again." And the woman says, "Yes. If we're going to have a conversation, we should try this again. What? Start over." And so Shana says, "Okay, we'll try this again." <clears throat> "Where are you from, bitch?" <laughs> it was so brother, you, just for that ending oh heaven like the joke the show's over good night wait, no, wait. we're going home we're going home tracy that was delightful thank you where thank you, from, you bitch? so much <laughs> rolls off the tongue. you know usually I like when it. i tell that joke it's about a girl from kentucky so i can exaggerate <laughs> the accent and i can say well where y'all from bitch but midwest works too <laughs>
1: Okay, um. Friends, we're gonna take a quick little break. We gotta
0: go by. We'll be back. Be coming back, it's cool. Sister Ola Mae Bulworth. <laughs> and I'm here with Sister Odella, J- Odella Jenkins.
1: <laughs> How you doing, Sister Odella? <laughs> One, I love my name. <laughs> I'm really living it up.
0: <laughs> Welcome, everybody, to the First Corinthian Leather Church of God in Christ in Obama. <laughs> Welcome to this beautiful, blessed day. We are having a a sanctified service, but we got
1: some notes to go over. Mm. And also, if you cannot read what my fan says, it says I am a public radio fan. Hey, Shout out to WBEZ. I get it. I get it. I get it. And I will allow it.
0: Yucky. So you'll allow that joke, but not mine. That's, okay. not, that's not what we're here to talk about. So we have some church announcements to run through today. Super quick, super fast. Um... Become aware of a problem. Uh oh. That problem is that y'all don't listen. <laughs> okay? Okay. Uh, you hear me when I speak, mm. when I tell you what the church needs, you hear me, but you don't listen. Mm. You don't feel me. Mm. Amen? Amen? Y'all grew up in church, that's why I fuck with y'all. Uh, so, since y'all won't listen to me when I tell you what.
1: <laughs> since y'all won't listen to Sister Ola May. <laughs>
0: I got it. I can do it. We will get through this as a family, as a church family. So, since you won't listen to me when I'm giving the church announcements, perhaps you will listen to somebody with a more heavenly voice, okay. if you'll let me use the pun. Um, so, we are going to bring out someone who sings like an actual angel. Yeah, that's angel. not me.
1: I hope that's clear.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the stage, Sister Jamila Woods. Yes. Sister. welcome welcome
2: welcome welcome
0: hey sister woods how you doing hey sister chasey how your grandbaby's hey, doing baby. that's good that's good <laughs> so for those of us in the audience who can take our medicine straight no chaser i will be giving the church announcements per usual okay but for those of y'all who need a little, who need a little sugar in your in your medicine, I didn't want to use medicine twice. I didn't workshop this part. Um, we have for you an actual trained singer who will sing for you the heart of the messages that I will be relaying to you. Okay. Hopefully, between the two of us, y'all will start acting right <laughs> and get your lives together. Also, as a church lady, I don't know if this is legal. <laughs> We'll worry about that later. Okay. You ready, Sister you Oh, oh. Omaid was born ready, okay? <laughs> I was born with church announcements in my hands. Sister Woods, you ready? I'm ready. All right, okay. First up, we need to talk about potato salad, y'all. Uh, y'all already know. Y'all already know. Okay. I need everyone to know that we are closing in on whoever keeps making the potato salad at all of the church functions. We've already asked you to Stop. <laughs> As food is clearly not your ministry, and that's fine. That's fine. Everybody's good at something. Praise the Lord. Nobody's good at everything. This is just not your thing. Uh, and we we closing in on you. We gonna catch you before the next function. We gonna find you before the anniversary. It's gonna happen. Listen, Sister Lou Ellen still cannot be more than five feet away from the bathroom, and it has been two months. Two months.
1: Madness. Foolishness. <laughs> Outrage! I'm <laughs> so angry.
0: So please, please turn yourself in and stop this madness. It's great that you wanna help the church, but maybe just bring the plates
4: and napkins instead. Instead,
0: plates and napkins, y'all. Plates and napkins. Listen, you can't you I can't, can't have a dinner it. without plates. You are you can't still do nothing without plates and napkins. You are still important if you stop <laughs> making this potato salad. <laughs> Number two, now we got to talk about the pastor's parking space. Mm. I didn't want to have to do it, sister. I didn't want to have to take it here today. We're having a good time. But listen, we definitely know now who has been parking <laughs> in the pastor's spot thanks to a new technology called license plates. We know who you are. (laughs) (laughs) However, yo, why are there so many mysteries at this church? Who made the potato salad? Who's parking in the? I don't know, but you know what? However, we're gonna give you a chance to do the holy thing and turn yourself in. We understand that your mother is in a wheelchair. We get it. However, the pastor's wife just had bunion surgery, and she don't like using her cane because it makes her feel old who are me to judge, okay? (laughs) So please, please do the right thing. Blessed are those with bunions, for
4: their walk is the hardest. Mm. The hardest.
0: Mm. (laughs) Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Shout out to bunions. Mm. Amen. Shout out to bunions. (laughs) Is that what we doing? (laughs) Shout out to bunions. Okay, and our third and hey, hey, whoa, hey. (laughs) The spirit just came up and knocked me down. Okay. Our final announcement is for the It's Lit Surgical Dancers. (laughs) I will allow it. I will allow it. I laughed at this through every rehearsal, y'all. I'm sorry. (laughs) This is the last time we are gonna tell you that Millie rocking and backing that thing up are inappropriate in your routines, as this is a church Also, some of y'all twerking have terrible form. <laughs> we not doing that here at First Corinthian Leather. Even learn how to isolate those gluteuses, or uh, you need to sit your little fast tails down. You can do the 99 and the 2000,
4: just don't do it up in here. <laughs> in here, or the
0: don't do the it. Don't do it. And that concludes our church announcements for the week. Please heed them. And please turn yourselves in and give God and Obama a holy hand clap of praise. <laughs> is, is my hair okay?
1: Yeah, what's happening with my hair? You good, you good.
0: you a little fuzzy on one side, but you can't help it. Right.
1: It's okay, nobody thank can you, tell. Thank you. <laughs> And now, that angelic voice again, ladies and gentlemen. Mm-hmm. A Chicago born and raised vocalist and poet. Yes, yes. I, I personally first heard her angelic vocals on Chance the Rapper. Shout out! Sunday Candy, you may have heard of it. Shout out to you, Chance you, the Rapper. Yes, you may have also heard her on and Book of Blessings. Jam. Jam. You can check out her poetry in a variety of anthologies including the Breakbeat Poets, New American Poetry, and the Age of Hip-Hop. She's currently the Associate Director for Young Chicago Authors, an organization she came up through herself where she now enters youth in the city. And her soulful, like forward-thinking sort of approach to art really attracted us. That's mm-hmm. how we found her. So give it up for Jamila Woods, y'all.
0: Hey. Hey. Um, hi. 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 We're so starstruck, <laughs> but we're trying to hold it together. Right. Oh, I fancy. think we're doing it okay.
1: <laughs> oh my gosh. So, Sister Woods. Your background is actually singing in the church.
4: Yes, I started singing in the church. Perhaps in not the these church announcements? Not <laughs> exactly, not but exactly. not too far off. Tell us a little yeah. bit about that background. Um. Well, I started singing in the Sunshine Bands, which was the Children's Choir and Lilydale First Baptist Church. Wait, what was the church name? I was called Lilydale First Baptist. Lilydale? Mm-hmm, it was just little kids who we couldn't really sing on the right notes, but <laughs> my grandma said it was to bring sunshine into the old folks' lives so that's Aww. that's why we are singing. <laughs> yeah.
0: So something that I always wonder when you hear about uh, people who have been singing forever and ever and ever since they were little, did you start singing because you wanted to or because somebody was like, You have a good voice, you should get in this choir. Mm. Or no. if you don't sing, we're gonna have problems.
4: No one would have said I had a good voice necessarily. I just love singing mm. and I sang until I sounded good. I didn't sound good. What do at you first? mean by that? Is that all you have to do? I'm
2: close.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Well, that is what I believe actually, like working at Young Chicago Authors all the time. Like what Eve was saying, Mm. we tell young people like, you don't have to believe poetry is what you think it is. Mm. Similarly, you don't have to believe a singer is what you think it is. Everyone has the potential to be an artist.
0: I believe that. Words. So, you went to Brown for college. Yes. What was that like? Who (laughs) laughed? What are you doing right now? Uh, (laughs) And at Brown, you got your degree in Africana Studies and Theater and Performance Studies, right? Right. And then came back to Chicago. And we want to hear you talk about why you came back to Chicago. You could have gone anywhere with those degrees. Why Chicago? True. I
4: had a really good, um, a guest speaker came in um, named Daniel Alexander Jones, and they were giving advice to the class, and I was like, where should I go, New York or LA? Because that's where everyone in my mm. class is going. Mm-hmm. And I was just talking about where I was from, and Daniel was just like, it sounds like you should go back to Chicago, because you're just talking about Louder Than a Bomb and all this great community. Um, and so, I just realized that, you know, I could grow my wings here and that's what um something that, you know, in New York or LA sometimes it's hard for a young artist to kind of get their grounding there. And mm-hmm. it's it's good kind of like the poet Gwendolyn Brooks always said, look at what's under your nose. Mm-hmm. And I think I had a lot of resources here in the city that I didn't recognize until I came back.
0: Mm-hmm. So what has been under your nose? Well,
4: I realized that Chicago I don't know if other cities are like this too but in Chicago, the poetry and the music communities are very intersected. So before I even had the confidence to call myself a singer, mm-hmm. I had this great community of poets. you know, my, my first open mics. I kind of gained the confidence in my voice as a poet, before I, you know, was confident as a singer. And so coming back to Chicago, I did my first music shows poetry audiences and that was really affirming because mm. it kind of was an audience of people who were listening to my lyrics and were you know were kind of really listening in a fuller way almost mm-hmm. than concerts where a lot of people are talking or you know drinking and that's cool but it was really special to me to have my first shows as a musician to poetry audiences because it was just a kind of a deeper listening that made me take my my lyrics and my music more seriously
1: mm. You're working on a project about the life of Gwendolyn Brooks. Yes. Can you tell us a little bit more about what that is? (laughs) Give us the
4: exclusive. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It's a collaboration between the Poetry Foundation and Crescendo Literary, which is Eve's organization, and Manual Cinema. And it's going to be... a. manual cinema is so dope because it's like shadow puppetry Ooh, with yeah. live theater mm. and there's going to be live music Ooh, and amazing. my sister and I are writing the music for the show based off of the script that Eve and our friend Nate wrote um, so hopefully it's going to be a whole new representation of Gwendolyn Brooks's life that I don't think has been done before so mm. it's coming out in the fall Ooh.
0: Yes. I'm so excited so in my head, poetry and music come from at least a similar space, like in your body, spiritual body. I haven't really thought about this question a lot. But um, uh, like do you use the same muscles to write a poem versus writing a song? When you sit down to write, do you say, I'm going to write a poem and not a song or a song and not a poem? Or does it like surprise you whenever it comes out of you? Hmm.
4: I think... A lot of times, um, when I'm writing a song, I need to have text in front of me to go off of. So whether it's my own poem or like I'll just spread out poetry books in front of me, like Lucille Clifton, Nikki Giovanni, just to have text to pull from. Because I feel like I, I was taught poetry through a hip hop lens and so I apply that to my music and that's all about sampling and all about kind of recontextualizing things and putting them in a new place. Mm-hmm. So I think a lot of times my poetry might come from a more personal place or almost like journal entries but then I'll go back to that when I'm writing a song and kind of pull pieces
0: together and collage
4: it together in, that, in a way.
0: Mm. I, I, at least once a month, I sit down, I'm like, I'm going to write a song. And then I'm like, you should do it. Should just watch a movie. <laughs> <laughs> because of what am I doing?
1: Can I ask you about a song you were a collaborator on with Macklemore? Yeah. It was a smooth 17 minutes long. <laughs> was, so the song we're talking about is called White Privilege It was very long. It was, it was long. very long. How did that project long? come to be?
0: Well, it started with
4: poetry, to be honest. There's a, a woman named Hollis Wong Ware, who's a close collaborator with M- Macklemore, who's also a poet. And so she like kind of pulled me into that project, and they wanted someone to write kind of a hook or just write on the song, um, who had experience with organizing and kind of working in the community. And it was really, It was a really interesting experience because we talked a lot, like the most that I've ever experienced in a collaboration, we spent hours just talking about, you know, reading articles and talking about current events, talking about protests we've been to, and it came out in a very organic way, and I don't think I could have done a song like that if it was just like, you know come in the session, Like you need to have something written right away. It was very organic and it was, the point of it was to be more than just a song, but something that would spark conversation and um, we were able to do an event in Chicago that talked about white privilege and kind of unpacked what that is and had young people write about, you know, Ideas like cultural appropriation and hip hop, and um, white people's participation in Black Lives Matter protests, and all that. So it was, it was to me, it was more than just a song, which I think was a, a valuable part of that experience. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When you perform it, do you perform all 23 minutes?
3: <laughs> <laughs> like we had to perform to it on um,
4: on. A bear and we had to condense it.
0: Mm -hmm. I think they are probably like, okay y'all you gotta make that a bridge. I love it, I love it. So we are going to move on to a segment called Y'all are so cute. So this segment is called Pew Pew Pew. It's supposed to be our rapid fire question segment. Did I say that right? Yes. And we're trying to get better about being rapid fire. We're not there yet. Mm-hmm. So, the we are actually
1: <laughs> pressed for time right now. Oh yeah. Um, so exactly. this should be pretty rapid. See, I don't be caring about
0: time. I'm just like the conversation's good. Let's talk. Okay. <laughs> time but is relevant. But random questions. <laughs> <laughs> um what does your childhood smell like? Kraft macaroni and cheese. Yes. You got a fan. You got a fan in the back and the wings. Okay, okay. Um, do you have any problematic faves? Mm. Also, if we're your problematic faves, you can say it. It's fine. We'll still love you. I hate love, Miley Cyrus. Mm.
4: She's so talented. And when she was on The Voice, she was a really good coach. And I like I respect that as an mm. educator. Uh-huh. So I'm really mad at myself. Okay.
0: Okay. No, no. This is a safe space. Same space, God. I don't be mad at yourself. Also, you just made me look at her like a little bit differently. I'm like, well,
1: Jamila thinks she got something. Do. <laughs> don't say it like that. <laughs> maybe just maybe I should That's... revisit. <laughs> if you could live inside a lemonade video for a year. Oh. Which one would it be? <laughs>
4: It would be, honestly, one of the poetry segments, the one where they're like Amanda, and, like they're all sitting on that porch. It's like all those black women. It's the war song
0: she read. Yes. Wait, wait, what, which poetry part was this? Can you say a few words? Because I can't No. Okay. Fair. fair. I, all, Completely fair. It's fine. I didn't have it memorized. I just love that part on the porch. So y'all Completely look it up. Fair. We got Google. What am I doing? My phone's in my pocket. I can look it up. You're right. Um, would you rather breathe fire or move objects with your eyes?
4: Ooh, definitely move objects with my eyes. Definitely. Big ass eyes. And They're so pretty. <laughs> I feel like they would be very yeah, powerful. powerful. Yes. Big
1: things.
0: Mountains.
1: <laughs> yeah, mountains. I love that.
0: <laughs> um, what is your comfort food? Mm,
4: I think it's a drink I love chai yeah. Ooh. my best friend's cousin made me like the best like Pakistani chai that was like
0: oh snap yeah. so you have like the real real, the real chai, chai the yeah. real I real. only have like celestial seasonings chai <laughs> <laughs> which I don't think is the real thing
1: <laughs> I could be wrong I could be wrong I love your style and all your videos are just so I, I want to live in them how do, you, how do you think about your style? Like, how do you pick a nail color?
0: Mm-hmm. Ooh, yeah. Do
1: you think of, like,
0: is it, like, mood? Is it mm-hmm. outfit? Is it, like, temperature, season? I think of
4: it like um, my cousin once said, like, she want, picks a nail color that makes her feel calm or Mm -hmm. like makes her feel excited, whatever she wants to feel. So that's kind of how I think of it. Like, you know, if I want to have a chill day, I'll go for like the nude colors. If
0: I want to like turn up, go for like the lime green. So yeah. This is Mm -hmm. fascinating to me. When I pick a nude color, this is, now about me, huh? (laughs) But nude to me says like very like adult and grown. That's true. But that's chill to me. Yeah. yeah. Isn't adult Messy? messy like stressful? (laughs) But it's like I got bills. I got bills.
1: What color means bills? (laughs) Every color means bills. Oh, my gosh. Um, If we had all the time in the world, we would pepper you with all of these questions. I
0: was trying to sneak another one in, but heaven knew it. So she was like, no, (laughs) we can't do
1: this. We are running Um, out of time.
0: You are a dear and a delight. Where can people find you and your work? I
4: have a Twitter. It's uh, at Damilo, D-U-H-M-I-L-O. And I'm on Instagram, at Janila Woods. Um, and I have a tour, lots of touring coming up.
0: Ooh, burr, burr, oh, burr. Burr, burr, burr. So, you got Chicago dates? Out.
4: Yeah, I have a, a show on July thirteenth, right hey. here in Talia
1: Hall. Hey. And
4: I'll also be at Pitchfork Festival nice. uh, on the Sunday, July sixteenth.
0: Nice. With Solange, yeah. <laughs> Um, Jameela, thank you so much. Please come back literally whenever you want to. And any time. Seriously. Thank you for having me. Wow. Wow. Um, hey, heaven, guess what time it is again? What time is it? Baby come through...
1: Gorgeous! Yes. Gorgeous! Yes. I'm gonna buy around for a song that I just learned about called You Right. Okay. Spelled You Write, U, the letter U, Write, right, R I T E, as if Rite Aid sold fucks <laughs> and was all out. All out of fucks to give. You Write. Okay, I'm into it. So. This song is by a duo called They. They, period. It has a... I'm sorry, wait, quick question. They, period. They,
0: they're called They, period, or they're called They, and there's a period. It has a vanity
1: punctuation mark, which... We can do without... I'm into it. I like Vanity Punctuation. <laughs> cute. I like them. I really don't even know what the song is about, but I have a <laughs> personal interpretation of what it, it means to me. Okay. It belongs to me solidly in the category of songs I call petty jams. What is a petty jam, Heaven? When I want to jam to some music that helps me feel petty, but not enact petty. <laughs> you just keep oh. it in your head, you know? You jam in your head to the petty. You're like, so yeah, 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 yeah. It's kind of yeah. like when that. I've had a bad
0: day and I'm like, let me listen to some gospel <laughs> so I don't punch somebody in the face.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Petty Jam. <laughs> for me, an example of this is Kendrick's "Humble." Ooh. Be humble. I have frequently sit thought down. to myself, "Bitch, be humble." Also, I have sit not down. Said it out loud. Nah, don't do that. Don't do this that. This song is perfect for that because it has a a refrain that's just "bitch." right and I feel like that applies in so many petty situations especially the one where
0: somebody you don't like says something smart mm. or something that you agree with mm. and you came front on it
1: you're like you're right but you're right but you're right okay okay or perhaps I've been watching a lot of cable news lately why and- don't do that stop it stop stop and stop every time it. they mention Michael Flynn which is a lot, because he's under so many investigations. <laughs> the current count, I think, is 32. <laughs> but you can Google it. keep playing the footage of him at the Republican National Convention, where he's talking about lock her up, and the exact quote he uses, excuse me, <clears throat> if I did a tenth of what she did, she being Hillary Clinton, if I did a tenth of what Hillary Clinton did, I would be in jail today. Let's, let's play that jam right quick right, 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 right now, right now. Come right. 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 so, so, through I this I did, I classic I jam. petty jam
0: it petty jam i'm into it i like this because your cat is also named petty it is true my cat is named petty it's true her cat is also named negro cat so So, petty's got two names
1: (laughs) if we have a show called friends and our version of smelly cat is negro cat negro cat exactly you're welcome
0: Y'all seen two episodes of Friends. I don't know if I got that melody right.
1: Okay. See, who are you buying
0: around for? My rounds are super quick. I said rounds because it's two. So I decided a little bit ago that I'm going to buy a round for apps that help me to chill out and relax. Okay. So before the show, I was in the green room and I just bought a brand new iPad. Eh? Uh, iPad? iPad. Yep. <laughs> You know what? Okay. (laughs) I bought (laughs) an iPad. And the first thing I did was download coloring apps and also Mm. paint-by-number apps. Let me tell you about anxiety, right? (laughs) So one of the, the... biggest and most effective calming tools for me is an activity that is just repetitive where I don't have to think about the next thing. I don't mm-hmm. have to think about the decision. I don't have to, like, I'm not responsible for anything. I just do this one thing over and over and over, which a lot of people are not into. I get it. However, I like things like transcription. <laughs> I love listening to words and typing them. It's fun for me. It tunes me out. Can't relate. Nobody can. It's fine. <laughs> I love crocheting. Crocheters in the house. Repetitive motion over and over and over. Mm. So I've got like three good apps that is just like, you you just like push a part of the screen. And I mean, it's, it's color by numbers. You know what that means. Three <laughs> apps if this is your jam. Number one is Cross Stitch World. Similar to Paint by Number. Not exactly Paint by Number. Same deal. Number two, can't remember the name of it. I'm very sorry. Number three. <laughs> All right. Number three is called Sandbox. They're free. You just you just sit down and you just your brain goes on autopilot, and this this is the way that I meditate because I cannot meditate normally, because <laughs> my brain just won't shut the fuck up and be still. Um, so download these two apps and the one app that I can't remember the name of. Um, and my other round is for the Midwest. Aww. Y'all, it made me. So man, I see you waving your phone, I don't know who that. Is. Yes, 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 telephones. It made me so angry during the election when everybody was talking about the Midwest as if people don't live there, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like uh, flyover states, They're, they don't know enough to do, to vote this way, they don't do X, Y, and Z. And I'm just like, fuck you. You're not gonna talk about me really? like I'm not in the room. You are right, Trace, you right. You know what I'm saying? You're right. The Midwest, first of all, has better food than the East Coast. I'ma just say it, I'ma just say it. The people are nice, the people are kind. This is true. You're welcome, <laughs> see look, thank you. Somebody just said thank you. It's just it's just a, it's just a good place it's a pure place full of actual people and i can't believe that we talk about the midwest like it's not impactful like it's not mm. important mm. like it hasn't contributed anything to the world or to mm. this nation oh oh fucking bama <laughs> is a fucking midwestern ass bam and he knows it and i love it it's great so color by numbers and the midwest <laughs> yeah that's my round. Physically cannot believe that we did it. I never can. I paced for twenty minutes backstage, <laughs> and I was like, I, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god."
1: Crazy, we made. Hey. Okay. Um.
0: Thank you so so much. First of all, to the city of Chicago. Yes. For having yes. us. Yes. Um. Thank you so much to Dr. Eve Ewing. To Sister. This is Jamila Woods. Yes. And. of course, of course, the fantastic youth performers from Kumba Links. Yeah. Thank you so much. For those listening to the podcast, we're going to put some videos of Kumba Links on our Facebook page, also into our newsletter, which we will give you a link to very, very soon so you can see what they do. We Amazing.
1: Also wanna, we also want to give a big shout out to WBEZ's Podcast Passport series for bringing us here to Chicago. Yes, indeed. Thank you so much to the team.
0: Tyler Green, MK Julian, Ashley Thorpe, Haley Carlson, and Shelly Steffens.
1: Thank you so much. Thank you to Talia Hall and the whole crew here for making this possible. Yes. This is a beautiful theater. And for
0: our first Chicago show, was not too sure? Hey. Also, shout out to the Paws Squad. Bye. 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 This live show was produced by Eleanor Kagan, who is here, and Nina Ptasik, who is here. Shout out to y'all! Thanks, moms. With production support from Julia Furland, Meg Kramer, Alex Laughlin, and Shah Gray, who were all in New York City, so sad they couldn't be here. Thank you to our in-house musicians, Miss Jean Gray. You can follow her on Twitter. Edging Greasy and Don Will of the Almighty Tanya Morgan. You can follow him at Don Will And our brand new church announcement organ music that we got like yesterday <laughs> just for y'all. Shout out to Kwame Brent Pierce of New York for that. Um, shout out to Heaven. Shout out to Tracy. You know what? I'm not about to get emotional. We just um, just keep it going. I like, can't do this. I can't. We're not. We're not today. <laughs> follow Heaven on Twitter at Heaven Rants. Follow me at
1: Brokeemickpoverty. Um... Uh,
0: Email us, another round, Facebook
1: us, etc. Another round, Facebook.com/slash/another round, another round mm-hmm. at buzzfeed.com, et cetera. etc., etc. 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 Rate us on iTunes. Tell a friend. Nominate oh. us for a Nobel Peace Prize. Nominate subscribe us for a Nobel to our Nobel newsletter. Nobel you can literally nominate anybody anyone, anybody, anyone. A Nobel fun Peace fact, Prize. Fun yes. fact. <laughs> um, you can subscribe to our newsletter at buzzfeed.com slash another round/slash/newsletter.
0: It's so good. Who
1: subscribes <laughs> to the newsletter?
0: You're welcome. Don't you want to be counted among this mass? Subscribe to the newsletter. Um, we have merch. Oh, we do have merch. We have t-shirts and tote bags. They say things like, speak on it. Hey. Oh, remember earlier we were talking about how uh, men ruin t-shirts? The speak on it t-shirt, whenever I wear it, a woman stops me. and She's like, speak on it. Hmm. So you just kind of like own it, right? And I'm like, bitch, yes. <laughs> That's the like fucking in Looney. So if you want an empowering shirt. If you
1: want to make friends.
0: Yeah, I mean it's going to get you harassed too because man I terrible. Dang, wow. I know. We'll I didn't want to it. it is guys. like, you know. <laughs> Drink some water, take your meds, call your person, y'all. And one last time before we go, let's welcome back to the stage, Kumbali. Woo!